Hello, everyone, and welcome back to But Did They Do It podcast. I am your host, McKinley Daw, and I hope you're all having a great start to your week. In case you didn't see our Instagram stories on Thursday, I do have a little, I don't even know if you can call it this, like a brand refresh. I, I don't know what you, I don't know what people call it, but that's what I'm going to call it. And it's coming tomorrow. I just kind of wanted to switch up the look of the podcast. So keep an eye out for that because that will be coming tomorrow if you're listening to this on Tuesday, January 31st. Then it'll be coming out tomorrow. If not, then it's probably already up. So go check it out. Anyways, let's hop into today's episode. So today we'll be talking about the famous rapper Meek Mill's run-ins with the law over 12 years. Though his legal history is lengthy, it is apparent that the judge over his case may not have been completely impartial and fair. Meek Mill's history with the law has led to many celebrities calling for reform within the justice system. This is the story of Meek Mill's and his 12-year legal battle. Robert Williams, or as he is more commonly known by his stage name, Meek Mills, is a very famous rapper. He is most famous for his song, Dreams and Nightmares, and he even has songs featuring some of today's biggest artists, including Nicki Minaj, Chris Brown, Big Sean, Rick Rick Ross, and Drake. Robert Williams' legal troubles began in 2007 before he was ever known as Meek Mills. He was first arrested at age 19 and was convicted of seven drug and gun charges. Judge Janice Brinkley, who oversees every case of Meek Mills that appears before the court, sentenced him to 11 and a half to 23 months in county prison, followed by seven years of probation. Now, this may seem like a harsh punishment, but keep in mind he was arrested on seven drug and gun related charges. So even though we don't know what the specific charges were, but most gun and drug related charges call for no less than five years of prison time. So yeah, like I said, we don't know what the specific charges were, but essentially he wasn't really let off with the harshest punishment, I guess you could say. He kind of got a slap on the wrist, and this was his first offense. In a court opinion, the judge wrote that although the prosecutors called for a tougher sentence, she, quote, wanted to give him an opportunity to turn his life around from selling drugs and instead focus on his musical talent, post quote. Which sounds, like, really nice of her, right? Like, wow. Like, she wants reform rather than just punishment, right? Which is kind of what our justice system is all about it's it's supposed to be about reform rather than just like putting them in prison and like locking them up right it's about reform like i said so though his original sentence was for 11 and a half to 23 months mick mills was out of county jail less than six months later he was paroled and confined to house arrest and was ordered to earn his ged and undergo drug treatment It was in 2008 when Meek Mills was discovered by rapper T.I. Harris, who signed Meek to his record label, Grand Hustle Records. Though Meek was signed, he never actually released an 
official album with Grand Hustle Records. He did release like mixtapes with them, but never an album due to his legal troubles and he eventually left the label in 2010. In December 2009, Judge Brinkley ended Meek's house arrest but decided to keep him on probation. Throughout the next two years, Meek Mills tested positive for marijuana and unspecified opiate use more than once, but the judge didn't hold him to be in violation of his parole and probation during that time. In 2011, Judge Brinkley cited him on his first probation parole violation in which he once again tested positive for opioid use. The hearing that was supposed to be held to discuss this violation was postponed several times for the next year since Meek Mills was on tour for a mixtape he released called Mr. Philadelphia in 2010. Judge Brinkley became annoyed with Meek's constant inability to appear in court, so on November 2nd, 2012, she ordered that Meek Mills take a drug test within three days, and of course, he didn't show, because he was on tour. So once Meek Mills did show up to court two weeks after this initial drug test was ordered, Judge Brinkley took away his permission to travel outside of Philadelphia County for at least four months which that's typically part of probations, like you can't leave the county. And I think that the fact that the judge was like, yeah, I realize that this is your job and it kind of requires you to travel since you're going on tour and like, doing all these things. I feel like that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I don't want to say cool because that's not like a very professional term, but it was like very um, nice of her to let him like be coming in and out of the county um doing his thing and yeah but then he keeps doing drugs so she took that permission away for four months like i said so she deemed that they would reevaluate at his next court date which was two months later but a little under two months later judge brinkley found meek violating his parole once again, for leaving the county, because since she took that permission away the two months prior. As punishment for this violation, she ordered him to sign up for an etiquette course to, quote, in order to address his inappropriate social media use and crude language in the courtroom, close quote. I find that kind of an odd punishment for violating parole, and several Philadelphia lawyers told um, a media source, one of the main media sources I used for my research in this case, it's, it's called Pitchfork, uh, kind of a weird name for a media source, but whatever. And these lawyers told them that they had never heard of a judge giving out such a punishment. Like, it's kind of odd, right? But they did also note that sometimes judges can get creative with their sentences for better or for worse. So no matter what, she can she can't do whatever she wants, but she can hand out the punishment that she sees fit. And if that's what she saw fit, then that works. Even though it is super odd, like since he violated his parole that she saying you have to sign up for an etiquette class. That hasn't really been done before. But she did it. So for the next year, Mika was required to attend court hearings every three months. So that once again, Meek landed another probation violation and before long because he left the county once again when he was told he couldn't. 
In July 2014, Judge Brinkley sentenced him to three to six months in county jail, plus another five years of probation. So he just keeps doing one thing after another and keeps getting time added on. So, anyways, he served five months in Hoffman Hall Prison, and while he was there, he was ordered to take anger management and parenting classes since he had a young son at the time. He was also ordered to undergo drug and alcohol counseling as well because he's still testing positive for all these drugs that he's not supposed to be taking while he's on probation. So the next year, the judge did approve Mink's request to travel as far as Dubai, but she did rescind earlier permission for him to visit Atlanta, New York, LA, and Miami. So, the one thing I don't get about this part is that she's saying, okay, yes, you can go to Dubai in India, but you can't go to Atlanta, New York, LA, or Miami, and we're not letting you go there anymore. I don't know, it just seems really odd to me that he, I feel like it would make more sense to let him travel within the United States rather than let him go abroad, because at least you can have an eye on him while he's in the United States. Like, once he's out of the country, things get complicated, right? But in December of 2015, Meek received a fourth probation, like, parole violation for not reporting to his probation officer traveling outside of Philadelphia without permission, and submitting a sample of water for a urine test he was required to take. (laughs) Okay, that's kind of funny that he put water in a urine test that he was required to take and just thought they wouldn't notice. Like, obviously that's gonna, like, something's gonna happen. Like, obviously they're gonna notice that that is not urine and that's water. But... Nico sentenced to 6 to 12 months of house arrest, plus another 6 years of probation after his several violations. Judge Brinkley also ordered him to perform 90 days of community service and barred him once again from traveling and even working while on house arrest. So Meek's legal team appealed this decision But on September 8th, 2017, a different judge, Judge Lillian Harris Ransom, ultimately denied that appeal for that decision that barred him from working or traveling for the 6 to 12 months he was on house arrest. Which is a long time not working. Like, I guess you make money in a kind of different way when you're a musician and it comes in more steadily even when you're not doing anything, but still... So basically all these past events that I described serve as background for the situation that Meek Mills finds himself in in November of 2017. So in November of 2017, Judge Brinkley found that Meek Mills had violated his parole for a fifth time. She cited another failed drug test, violation of the travel restrictions once again, and two misdemeanor arrests one for reckless driving on a motorcycle in Manhattan, and for an alleged altercation at the St. Louis airport. The St. Louis charge was reportedly dropped, and the New York charges were set to be cleared from his record in April of that year if he avoided further violations. I couldn't find in any of my other sources if that New York charge was indeed, like, fully dropped. 
since this happened in 2017, but I would assume that it did since that was kind of the plan. Despite those two charges being dropped, she gave him a two to four year sentence which went against the recommendations of both the prosecutor and his probation officer. So this sentence she's giving him is harsher than what the prosecutor and his probation officer are recommending. So now this may seem like harsh judgment, but it's not rare for judges to lay the hammer down on those who have had as many parole violations as Meek Mills has had. So once, like someone violates their parole so many times, it's only inevitable that they'll do it again. So, I mean, I get it. I, I hate to play devil's advocate, but I get it. Because sometimes you just have to, like I said, the justice system is about reform, but sometimes you just gotta be like, yeah, you just have to learn your lesson and just go to jail. And obviously he hasn't learned because he keeps violating his parole, which I get why he's doing it, because it's his job, and he has to tour and leave the county in order to do that job, but also it's the consequences of his own actions, so I, I like, really don't know where to lie at this point. I, I know where I stand further on, but right here, I'm just kind of in the middle, right? So it is, it is less common for judges to overrule on the recommendations given by prosecutors and probation officers. So like typically and like statistically, the judges go with what prosecutors and probation officers recommend, but rarely they do they overrule that. And in this case, Judge Brinkley did. So a Philadelphia defense lawyer, Stam Stratton, said, quote, she gets too involved with it. You can't be their preacher, post quote, kind of referring to Judge Brinkley and all the issues surrounding her being over Meek Mill's case. So on November 14th, 2017, Meek's legal team, headed by Brian McMonagall, who defended Bill Cosby against his sexual assault accusations, which is a whole story for another time, filed for a motion to have Judge Brinkley remove herself from Meek's case. In the 14-page motion, Meek's lawyers wrote, quote, Judge Brinkley assumed a non-judicial, essentially prosecutorial role in the revocation process. Judge Brinkley has repeatedly offered inappropriate personal and professional advice to the defendant who had become a successful professional entertainer during the pendency of his case. On some occasions, Judge Brinkley has done so off the record or on the record while attempting inappropriately to keep that record secret from the defendant and his counsel, of course. So also in the motion um, were claims that Judge Brinkley had asked Meek Mill to leave Rock Nation, which is the record label that he was signed with at the time, to sign with her friend and local music artist, Charlie Mack, which I've never heard of him. It also showed that at the end of a February 2016 hearing, the judge invited Meek Mills and his then-girlfriend, Nicki Minaj, which before this, I had no idea Nicki Minaj was, other than the fact that she featured in one of his songs, had no idea they dated, but that's, it's not cool. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant to everything we're talking about, but it is kind of cool. 
So the judge invited Meek Mills and Nicki Minaj for a conversation without his lawyers that was off the record, which is suspicious. It was also put in the motion that Judge Brinkley had allegedly asked Meek Mills to record a cover of Boys to Men's On Bended Knee and include a shout out to her in it. <laughs> Stop, that's so funny. I Even when I was researching, I was like, wow. They, she's like, like she is really in like, can you imagine like the judge over a case like, not that this would ever happen, but if I was in some sort of legal trouble and I was famous for whatever reason, and a judge came to me and was like, will you please record me a cover of Boys to Men's On Bended Knee and shout me out in it? I would die. Like, that's so stupid. Why would she do that? That's so unprofessional and against everything a judge should stand for, like, ever. And it honestly kind of reminds me of um, Judge Lance Ito in the O.J. Simpson case, if any of you are familiar about that, and how when he took the case, he was getting, like, autographs from all these famous people, and it's like, that kind of stuff really gets to your head, and I think it definitely got to her head, too. Anyways, so just as some statistics to kind of show that even though it might not have been because he was famous, but also, like, some other factors as well. So 3.8 million Americans were on probation in 2015, and only slightly more than half of them got off of probation. An Urban Institute report found that black people accounted for 30% of adults on probation, despite them making up just 13% of the United States population, which doesn't really the math isn't mathing right like that's seems ridiculous so meek's sentences reflect the american criminal justice system's long history of putting men of color and just uh, like all races on perpetual probation a civil rights attorney thomas fitzpatrick said quote is it fair to meek mill this isn't a surprise to meek mill is it fair in terms of, should we look at this indictment of our system? Absolutely, we should, and we should reconsider how we do things. In July 2019, a three-judge panel overturned the original conviction in the case that started this domino effect that ultimately led us to the point of him filing this motion, trying to get Judge Brinkley kicked off his case because of all the very inappropriate things that she did. They overturned the conviction based on the credibility of the officer who testified against Meek Mills at his very first trial with the gun and drug charges. And the city prosecutors decided not to retry the famous rapper. So anyways, Meek Mills is obviously he's still alive today and making music, freed from the bondage that his probation created on his musical career. Um, on his Instagram, you can go to his Instagram, and he even posted um, a certificate he had. This was recently. Um, a certificate that was sent to him from the, like, Philadelphia, oh, the Pennsylvania governor, I guess. And let me read it to you. So it's basically just, um, how do I explain this? Like... A certificate saying that he was, like, pardoned, like, officially, just so 
I don't know, it's just like official that everyone knows that he was wrongly convicted of this and like unfairly like given judgment. Um, but yeah, I love that he posted that on his Instagram. And yeah, you can go look at his Instagram. It's at Meek Mill, obviously. And yeah, so I think that that's it for his story. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, and I will be back next week with a brand new one. Don't forget to go check out our brand refresh, I guess. As soon as this comes out, um, it'll be tomorrow. If you've already listened to it and it's not on a Tuesday, it's already up. Go check it out. Our Instagram is at but did they do it pod, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.